PREFACE OF THE FORBIDDEN BOOKS OF THE NEW TESTAMENT This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by C.J. Plogue. The Forbidden Books of the New Testament, translated by Archbishop William Wake. Preface. To uphold the right of private judgment, and our Christian liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, to add fuel to the fire of investigation, and in the crucible of deep inquiry, melt from the gold of pure religion the dross of man's invention to appeal from the erring tribunals of the fallible priesthood and restore to its original state the mutilated testament of the saviour also to induce all earnest thinkers to search not a part but the whole of the scriptures if therein they think they will find eternal light i as an advocate of free thought and untrammelled opinion dispute the authority of those uncharitable bickering and ignorant ecclesiastes who first suppress these gospels and epistles and i join issue with their catholic protestant successors who have since excluded them from the new testament of which they formed a part and were venerated by the primitive churches during the first four hundred years of the christian era my opposition is based on two grounds first the right of every rational being to become a priest unto himself and by the test of enlightened reason to form his own unbiased judgment of all the things natural and spiritual second that the reputation of the bishops who extracted these books from the original new testament under the pretense of being apocryphal and forbade them to be read by people is proved by authentic impartial history too odious to entitle them to any deference since the nicene council by a pious fraud which i shall further allude to suppressed these books several of them have been reissued from time to time by various translators who differed considerably in their versions as the historical references attached to them in the following pages will demonstrate but to the late mr william hone we are indebted for their complete publication for the first time in one volume about the year eighteen twenty which edition diligently revised and purified of many errors both in the text and the notes attached thereto i have republished in numbers to enable all classes of the nation to purchase and pursue them as however instead of being called by their own designation apocryphal which yet remains to be proved they were re-entitled the forbidden books and from communications received appear to have agitated a portion of the great mass of ignorant bigotry which mars the fair form of religion in these sect-ridden dominions i have modified the title to its present shape with the hope that in spite of illiberal clerical influence my fellow christians will read and inwardly digest the sublime precepts they inculcate as pure as holy and as charitable as those principles of christianity taught in the scriptures they now read by permission although their minds may after mature reflection doubt the truth of the miraculous records therein given to ensure these gospels and epistles an unprejudiced and serious attention which they are entitled to equally with those now patronized by church authority i will briefly refer to that disgraceful epoch in roman ecclesiastical annals when the new testament was mutilated and priestly craft was employed for excluding these books from its pages hone in the preface to his first edition of the apocryphal new testament so called without satisfactory grounds by the council of nice in the reign of the emperor constantine thus opens the subject after writings contained in the new testament were selected from the numerous gospels and epistles then in existence what became of the books that were rejected by the compilers 
this question naturally occurs on every investigation as to the period when and the persons by whom the new testament was formed it has been supposed by many that the volume was compiled by the first council of nice which according to jortin remarks on ecclesiasticals volume two page one seventy seven originated thus alexander bishop of alexandria and arius who was a presbyter in his diocese disputed together about the nature of christ and the bishop being pleased at the notions of arius and finding that they were adopted by other persons was very angry he commanded arius to come over to his sentiments and to quit his own as if a man could change his opinions as easily as he could change his coat he then called a council of war consisting of nearly a hundred bishops and deposed excommunicated and anathematized arius and with him several ecclesiastics two of whom were bishops constantine sent a letter in which he reprimanded the bishops for disturbing the church with their insignificant disputes but the affair was gone too far to be thus composed to settle this and other points the nicene council was summoned consisting of about three hundred and eighteen bishops the first thing they did was to quarrel and to express their resentments and to present accusations to the emperor against one another the emperor burnt all their libels and exhorted them to peace and unity see moshem's ecclesiastical history these were the kind of spiritual shepherds of whom sabinus the bishop of heraclea affirms that excepting constantine himself and eusebius pamphilus they were a set of illiterate creatures that understood nothing and now intelligent catholics especially protestants who are content to read only the books of the testament authorized by the council of nice and agreed to ever since by your own bishops although they and you profess to dissent from the papacy hear what papas in his synodican to that council says of their crafty contrivance when they separated the books of the original new testament he tells us that having promiscuously put all the books that were referred to the council for deliberation under the communion table in a church they besought the lord that the inspired writings might get on the table while the spurious ones remained underneath and that it happened accordingly see comment maces n t page eight seventy five therefore good reader every christian sect from the fourth century to the present period have been blessed with the books that climbed upon the communion table and in consequence were deemed inspired and canonical at the same time they've been forbidden to read the gospels and epistles herein published because they could not perform the same feat but remained under the table and were condemned accordingly as uninspired and apocryphal writings if you believe this popish legend you will not read the good books i lay before you but still continue to possess only half the testament instead of the perfect one which will enable you to burst the trammels of priestcraft and by the light of god's whole truth become free in conclusion i implore you to examine for yourselves and observe the testimony of archbishop wake and other learned divines and historians appended thereto and subscribe myself your well-wisher edward hancock end of preface recording by c j plogue